What's Cooking, supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits. All right, a huge welcome back to the New Zealand International Comedy Fest. Uh, as mentioned, at the 6 o'clock news, we're uh, doing a bit of a comedy special here on 95BFM for the month of May. We've got Jess Karamjeet here in the studio with us. Welcome. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Hi, nice to be here. Uh, newcomer on the, on the comedy scene. Um, yeah, relatively. Been, been kicking around a while. So just recently spent some time in Australia doing some screenwriting? Doing stand-up. I did stand up. I did Melbourne Comedy Fest uh, about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So a similar show to this, but this is a different hour that I'm working on. Okay. I mean, for people out there, an hour of stand-up is a hefty chunk. How does one go about putting together a bunch of... Yeah, fair gags. point. Um, but like you mentioned, so my background is in screenwriting. Mm-hmm. So I think that gives me the kind of background training on how to create something that people are going to watch or listen or yes. enjoy. Um, so when it comes to this show and the building blocks of it, it's looking at my old material and then finding the through line of the story. Uh, and I also play comedy music. So I play an acoustic electric guitar okay. and jam out mm, five songs in this show. Yes. Yeah. I mean, have you cr- you know, like crafted your routine through shorter sets oh, and yeah. like oh, road yeah, tested jokes? Yeah, so I've been on the scene for three years uh, and then because of COVID, obviously have had in and out stage time. But yeah, I've been on a bunch of lineups and written longer sets. I got to Mm. go to Christchurch um, down to their comedy club and did, you know, within three days, sorry, I did about 20 shows Mm -hmm. uh, with different minute lengths. So Mm -hmm. building up that hour with building blocks. And off here, we were just chatting about um, tertiary education and you were saying that you've done a master's in... Screenwriting? Yeah, really, ironically, it was called Writing for Performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my main dissertation was around a comedy mockumentary, that a pilot series that I wrote. Yes. Um, and this was 2013 to 15 over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it took me, what, six years to realise maybe I could do stand-up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like going, oh, yeah, that thing I paid all that money for. <laughs> maybe I can... Use it. Can try and do it. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. on earth has brought you to New Zealand? Obviously, there's a bit of a British... Oh, yeah. Um, I always get asked this, and it's so sad. Uh, so the TV show I worked on in Australia, Neighbours, is a soap opera. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, you laugh, but I'm damn proud of that show because yeah. I got to work on really cool stuff. So I'm queer um, as well as being mixed-race Indian. And mm. so I got to work on like the first ever Aussie gay marriage that was televised. Uh, just after their referendum for gay marriage mm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah, stuff like that. The first ever bisexual storyline um, that I really pushed for because they just had really bad representation for how many, queer women. Just, just uh, like out of interest, how many writers are there on like a television show like Neighbours? Yeah, so they'd be in the what we call the story room, so doing every day and figuring out the episodes. Mm. That's about five people. Okay. And then that gets taken and written by a writer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a blueprint for the episode and the writer. And that bank will be about 20 people or so rotating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they, so they get the bones. Like yeah. there's the, the crew of five of you. Yeah, yeah. And then you put together, assemble the bones yeah. and then they take it and run with it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, but So it's quite a, like quite a close-knit bunch of you working on it oh, and you yeah. advocating yeah. for... Yeah, and it's the best fun you could possibly imagine because you're trapped in a room for 
you know, 12 hours a day with your mates and you're mm. just chatting through with these weird scenarios that you can have from the top of your head and you might argue your points and it's great. I it love it. It kind of makes sense. You, yeah. like, you, you say weird storylines, but exactly. I had to write a story about how a man who was a lawyer uh, was in the office drinking a tea that had kind of been spiked by erection medication. It was kind of like <laughs> yes, a, that sounds really blue. It, it was a yeah. tea, it, basically a tea that helped with men's right, yeah, really, libido really and yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so yep. I had to write the scene of him realizing he had that problem. <laughs> um, and bear in mind, I watched this show since I was eight, so it was kind of like <laughs> writing about my brother having yes. an erection. What neighbors in Australia? <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, the, the the rating changed, oh. and so we could write really racy storylines, yes. you know, like wow. cool threesomes and weird stuff going on. I loved yeah. it. It was so much yeah. fun. And it kind of helped me in my comedy because I moved into writing and talking about weird stuff too. Yeah, segue. <laughs> now, okay, this evening's uh, feature is you get to select a bunch of comedy clips. Yeah. Um, I guess these clips give us a bit of a stare on your personal flavour of comedy, but yeah, you yeah. take inspiration from them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll be honest to the audience that I thought that these clips had to be clean. No, not no. after six. Yeah, which took me hours and hours to find my favourite comedians and similar oh doing. God, we need to like go sets. back to um, the people that we're talking to about this segment. Say people just yeah. like <laughs> it can have. <laughs> we can say this it. many f words. Yeah, yeah nice, many, nice. You know, just, there's no quota. There's no quota. We just allow anything, mate. This is good. Uh, now, Jess, what would you like to start with? Let's start with uh, Taylor. Have you got Taylor to uh, hand? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Do you want me to say a bit about her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's, uh, Taylor Tomlinson is an American comedian who grew up in the church and started doing stand-up that was very clean. And then she segued into talking about stuff to do with her parents and her mental health, which this clip talks about. And she's coming over in June. I finally found an antidepressant that works for me, which is great. Uh, a lot of my friends scared me about getting on them. I had a lot of friends who were like, I tried to get on antidepressants. I just didn't like how I felt on them. I didn't feel like myself on them. And now that I'm on them, I'm like, yeah, me neither. It's the best. <laughs> right? And I do feel like myself. I just feel like now someone's sitting on me going, shh. Stop talking. We are trying to help you. You will ruin everything. Go to sleep. Choose a different adventure. <laughs> I didn't know antidepressants were an option when I was growing up. When I was in high school, I was like, Dad, I think I'm depressed. And he was like, you just need some protein. Get a scoop of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of conservative dads out there just white-knuckling it through life right now, clinging to a jar of chunky Jif like it's the answer. <laughs> Just a buoy in the storm, like, it'll pass. <laughs> the only mental health advice my dad ever gave me is I was having panic attacks in high school and I didn't know what they were. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I feel like this, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he goes, all right, all I can tell you is that when you feel like this, get as far away from the people you care about as possible. <laughs> until you feel different, which is advice you give a werewolf. Like... <laughs> Just run into the woods so you're not a monster anymore. 
Don't let them see you change. They won't accept you for what you truly are. You're saying, uh, Jess, you're saying out here in June? Yeah, June the 30th. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd be surprised if she doesn't do an additional tour date because she sold really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really like that clip because, yeah, she's talking about stuff that I relate to a lot. Uh, mm. I just started taking uh, meds for ADHD mm. in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been a real ride uh, and also anti-anxiety medication because the doctor looked at me and was like, oh, it's not just ADHD, girl. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a ride. Like mm. I've been really against meds all my life mm, um, yes. and scared about how it would impact creativity. Um, but loads of people who are creative have ADHD. We get mm-hmm. hyper-focused. We write TV scripts in like an hour, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So there are positives about it. And once you embrace that and you can talk about it, it feels, feels real good. And if you make people laugh talking about that, then that feels nice too. Yeah. Excellent. Now, what what else comedy wise? So we've got we've got four more clips lined up. What yeah. would you like to? Let's dip into uh, Ramesh next. Ramesh Ranganathan, who is have you got that one? Yes. yes. From the UK, uh, and he is talking. He's a South Asian guy. I'll just preface it with that, and then we can hear what he's got to say. Here we go. <laughs> I feel like that's relevant. It is. Uh, this is my problem with Iggy Azalea, right? She's a, she's a white Australian, and she's rapping like a black woman from the South, and it's legal. <laughs> I don't understand how it's legal. She does an impression. This is how Iggy Azalea talks. Hello, mate, I'm Iggy. And then when she raps, she does an impression of a black woman from the Deep South, and they record that, and they sell that, and everyone's okay about it. She does an impression. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? She does an impression <laughs> of a black woman, and that is put out, and everyone's all right with that happening. That, do you want to... Iggy Azalea... <laughs> Iggy Azalea is a minstrel that couldn't be asked to black up. All right, that's what Iggy Azalea is. <laughs> I was talking to a mate of mine. He said, Rom, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. She couldn't rap with an Australian accent. It wouldn't be authentic. <laughs> I don't buy that as an argument. You know, if you, if you went to an Indian restaurant and the waiter was white and for a little bit of authenticity... <laughs> he said, would you like a bobberdom? You wouldn't accept that, would you? So why are we accepting it from Iggy Azalea, mate? She needs to be shut down. <laughs> if you take two things from this show, it's ban Iggy Azalea, join ISIS. Those, those are the two <laughs> messages I wanted to get. Okay, for context, the, the <laughs> ISIS comment is taken out of context because the rest of the clip where he talks about that had too many swear words. Um, oh. But yeah, he is being really flippant there. Um, it's not a... BFM does not support that concept. <laughs> um, but yeah, good clip. I like I like him because, like me, you know, he's grown up in the UK and had his identity kind of like pushed on him. But he's got such a strong mm. South London accent, and so like mm. he's painting this world and making really valid points. I think around um, art and performative, controversial subjects, but he's mm. doing it in a really fun, accessible way. Yeah, I think he's ace. He's a good one. 
Excellent. Now, you uh, just to reiterate, uh, Jess Karamjeet, mm. you've got some shows at the New Zealand International Comedy Fest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're doing the second week of the Comedy Fest? Yeah, so I'm doing my solo show is the 16th to the 20th of May at Basement mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. And that's a solo show called Redundant, which is all about uh, the feeling of being pointless and useless in this mm. current climate as a creative and as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, the tagline is something around my plans and schemes. Um, I've had some weird schemes, um, some that involved my dad's death, <laughs> which shows oh you the no. kind of dark connotations oh. of the show. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but life's been a bit like a soap opera. Um, and I'm really excited to share that with people. Mm, excellent. Mm. And then, yeah, the other two shows, I'm doing the Mother's Day show at Sky City on the 14th. Best comedy show on earth. Uh, and that's with absolute superstars, you know, Eli Matthewson, James Nikise, um, and a whole bunch of others. And then the mixtape on the 27th, that's a really special gig. It's it's an all POC lineup. Uh, so there's two shows, Friday and Saturday, um, with, yeah, about 12 different comedians, I think, who don't get spots as regularly as you straight white dudes that are, mm. are killing the market for however many decades here. So it's really nice to see that that push coming through mm. um yeah i also um curated something called the asian comedy takeover last year specifically for asian and pan-asian comedians coming up um to gig with people like pax asadi and just be inspired by him mm-hmm. um he's a legend yeah he he's came so in good and, he came in and um oh nice did this segment probably a million years ago but oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a definitely yeah, a smooth yeah, operator yeah and he's you know his tv show raised by refugees he's pushing the kind of things i mm. like uh, representation on screen. Mm, nice. Yeah, okay, nice. Uh, three more clips. Yeah, let's, let's head into uh, some music. Let's go for Jordan Gray yet next. Okay. And just a note, um, I think I was given times for this clip here, mm. and it was partway through a song. Yeah, because I was trying to get rid of the sweat. No, <laughs> if the clip has more, I was concerned. Okay. Is it still partway through? It is still I will explain through. because it's literally the middle of a sentence, isn't it? Yes. Alright, Jordan's song is called Cecilia C. She is rapping and talking and singing about bread. There we go. Like she a baddie, she baddie, flat bread, or a Big Mac, I'll miss them. Listen, I got my memories and that's what matters. A stack of sandwiches, I'll just have the ham, bitches. You ever tried to make a pancake without the batter? <laughs> is better than sex (laughs) ladies help me out you know i'm talking sense the only man i miss in my bed is a tiny little man made of gingerbread (laughs) and after all this crummy loving i'd love to find a bun in my oven Uh i would eat it Now lay me down and fuck me with a French baguette. <laughs> it's not a silly act. I've got celiac disease. Oh. Now you know why they call me Cecilia C. Because 
was celiac, didn't it? Celia C. <laughs> it's wordplay. It's a clever song for clever people, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're looking at me like you get it. You don't get it, do you? I see it in your eyes. Just say it with me, Cecilia. Celia C. Celiac. <laughs> This is the end of the song. Thanks. Nice. Uh, now you're saying that you incorporate live performance. Yeah. You're playing uh, guitar mm-hmm. throughout your. Yeah, which uh, this will sound weird, but remember the ADHD. I only learned to play it about a year ago. I self-taught myself. Mm. Um, but I had a music background. Mm. I used to be a jazz singer. And so I just kind of combined that and, yeah, started playing in public a year ago in mm. April. Um, so, yeah, I love Jordan. Uh, she's a trans comedian that just smashed Edinburgh Fringe. She mm-hmm. got best show. Uh, and I got to see her in Melbourne as well. And she's just so infectious. And I like the Cecilia C, you know, like it is smart, yeah. it is clever. Um, and also I can't eat wheat flour either and um, sing some songs about that kind of issues and ailments in my body. So yeah, I thought it was super relatable. Definitely cuts, being celiac cuts a lot out of your diet. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of stuff. You eat. miss out on all the good breaks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit. And the gingerbread line, I just love it. It was so, <laughs> so true. Okay, uh, well, what would you like to play next as far as these comedy Let's clips go? Let's go into James Acaster. Yeah, we'll go from an epic trans comedian to a white dude talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> and chill out, right? Just because I swear now and I'm cool, that doesn't mean that you've accidentally bought tickets to see an edgy comedian. And I understand your concern. Most edgy comics look like me, race and gender-wise. They say whatever they like. Edgy comedians, no one tells them what they can and can't say. They walk straight on stage, top of their specials sometimes, do ten solid minutes just slagging off transgender people. Just straight out the gate, just making fun of transgender people. If people on the internet get upset about it, the comedian's always like, bad luck! That's my job. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm meant to challenge people. If you don't like being challenged, don't watch my shows. What's the matter, guys? Too challenging for you? That's my job. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm meant to challenge people. If you don't like being challenged, don't watch my shows. What's the matter, guys? Too challenging for you? That's my job. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm meant to challenge people. If you don't like being challenged, don't watch my shows. What's the matter, guys? Too challenging for you? Oh, yeah, because you know he's been long overdue a challenge? The trans community. (laughs) Oh, they've had their guard down for too long, if you ask me. Very true, that one. Mm, Exactly, yeah. And just a nice little nod that, you know, people with a platform, comedy is a platform. Mm. Like, they can use it for good or they can use it for evil. And James is a... They could be great or they could just be an absolute prick. Yeah, and that's been the trouble coming up through the industry Mm. here in Auckland. Um, There's a real lack of, like, diverse, safe, nice spaces. Mm. Yeah. If we were going to do a quick poll on good versus evil comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a concept. The Mm. idea is called punching down. So if you have more power and privilege in your everyday life, the idea is that you don't really make jokes on people who are below you on that, Mm. that you know, hierarchy triangle, just because um, they're more disenfranchised from Mm -hmm. comedy already. Um, And yeah, it really is a power position when you've got that mic. So that's just the kind of logical, nice human way to be. And yeah, there's, there's a bunch of trans and non-binary comedians in Auckland who 
are really cut out of that space um, or feel like it's not for them because of incidents that have happened in mm. recent years. So, yeah. D uh, just some, like, areas that comedy might be moving into. D like, the future of comedy. Where do you see comedy going? Um, hopefully just bringing more people and voices and stories to the table um, and thinking a little bit more about where they come from and, and how they express themselves and that you know we don't always lean into the tropes around hmm. our ethnicity or the way we look because yes. we're trying to be accessible for an audience of course all those things are really important that women have to think about a lot too yes mm. so yeah i just love to see the space open up to more people who want to try it and mm. um haven't felt like they could mm. who just like is there anyone out there that you see as bit of a visionary who's like exploring areas of comedy that haven't been explored before kind of like a star oh, trek there's so type many thing. there's so many i mean the ones that i'm discussing now a, a lot of them have talked about mental health that um has been quite new in recent years that used to be really taboo mm. four five six years ago um and yeah yeah oh god there's too many to name but a bunch of these i recommend yeah taylor jordan gray uh, especially Ramesh and James Acaster, yeah. Excellent. All right. Um, Jess, Karam Jeet, uh, people out there listening, if you would like to go and see Jess at the basement. Yeah, basement. Yeah, you can Tickets. find me. Yeah, Comedy Fest website or iTicket. If you just type in redundant, you can find out more information in that. Uh, follow me as well. I've got Instagram and social media of Jess Karam Jeet. K-A-R-A. M for mother, as my mum would say, <laughs> when she put on her posh white person telephone voice. K-A-R-A-M for mother, J-E-E-T. <laughs> for the record, she's the brown one. <laughs> I've lived that life. I mean, my surname starts with a V, oh, but yeah. I get B the oh. whole time. It's like, just, man. <laughs> yeah, really? no, it's the same. It's totally the same oh, this really is why good. I save a copy of my graduation video so mm. I can just replay whenever my name gets read out. Because they botch it up. But, you know, I just, oh, I love the fact that people do that. <laughs> In your grad, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, that's I even, so I, I even gave them, like, a written way oh, of how no. to say it. Oh, no. come on. It took me three minutes to figure that one out. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jess, thank you so much for making the trick out to 95 BFM. Um, we're going to go out on some as Aisling B. Ashling. She's, she's Irish. I'm a little bit Irish too. Ashling B. Yeah, she's talking about her mum, uh, which I talk about a lot in my comedy too. So, yeah. Mum, Mum's expectations. Shut up, Mum. There you go. Thanks, yeah. Mum. Love you. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, My mother said to me, she was like, Ashling, if you don't start doing exercise, then you could end up becoming fat thin. <laughs> and I said, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and all of his carpenter friends. <laughs> what is fat thin? Oh, Ashling, I read about it in a women's magazine. A women's magazine. The only targets of women's magazines are other women. Fat thin is where you're thin, but you're secretly fat because you don't do any exercise. You can also be thin fat, fat fat, thin thin, too fat, too thin, thin in the wrong place, thin in the right place, fat in the wrong place, fat in the right place. But no matter what you do, no matter what you try, you are definitely wrong. <laughs> and I said, Mother, I said, 
if I don't have enough problems in my life trying to walk down the street at night and not get raped, trying to live in a society where 25-year-old women are sticking plastic and poison in their faces, so by the time they get to their 40s and 50s, they've nothing to do with themselves but pull out their eyeballs and stick babies' eyeballs in instead. <laughs> where it's a tragedy to die young, so we're all pumping of stuff to make us live longer, but nobody wants to do anything as unnatural as look older. Oh, no! to look older and be older. Throw a pump full of stuff to make us live longer, but look younger. So by the time we die aged 100 in a box, we look like we've died tragically young. That we live in a world where they have developed telephones without plugs that can send a picture of a cat from one side of the world to the other side of the world in under a second. And they are still trying to go up with faster telephones. Yet still, after 200,000 years of humanity, we have not come up with a better way to have a baby child than to push something the size of a bowling ball out my tiny hole! <laughs> now I have to worry about being fat in! <laughs> I said, go shove it up your fluke, mother! <laughs> I didn't actually tell my mother to go and shove it up her fluke. Um, I agreed to go to a Zumba class. What's Cooking? Supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits.